right. Well, are you guys ready to talk some episode three? Do you have your notes? Do you have your information I'm, I'm, ready? I'm ready. As ready, ready as I can be. Yes. Yeah, okay. Whatever that means, Welliver B. Titus the <laughs> third. It's just a lot of syllables, Jay. It's just a lot of syllables. I you know? know, but it sounds so amazing. I mean, it but, really But I mean, is. I'm I'm just beaming cuz I just got a new nickname from Dewan Johnson. So And and um, then got promoted afterwards. And promoted within within the interview. Yeah. Yeah, what's the finalized nickname, Tracy? I I I couldn't keep up there. You got promoted so fast. Captain Trey. Captain mm-hmm. Trey. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll work mm-hmm. with it. CT, whatever you you know. That's terrible. And then if you Jeez. if you get you get a boss lady always works too. So you, know, you got a couple of choices. <laughs> he gave me permission for both. So oh, all right, all right. Well, let's uh, try to talk a little bit. How do you wrap up this episode? There was a lot in episode three. You know what yes, I'm saying? There was. Yes, there was. A lot of people, a lot of characters, a lot of movement. Um, one of the big things is that a lot of RHD detectives were interrogated. They were in the interrogation room. They had to come up with their alibis. Um, They talked to Detective Pipes, Detective Fix. Um, They never got to talk to Sheehan. We found out he doesn't seem to have an alibi. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's concerning. Um, Drake, Terry Drake, he he shows up for his interrogation, but uh, what's the deal there? Did he, what was wrong with the way he showed up? Sure. I wouldn't call that showing up when you sneak in, you know, two hours prior to try to get skinny on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Tried to play it off so innocently with with their beloved Detective Pierce, who, I mean, was just trying to fix the coffee maker. I mean, come on. He was trying to to do a good thing. That coffee is important. Right. It is. It does. It, it, It keeps everyone, you know. Keeps everyone going. So, um, but I, I did love how Detective Pierce just sort of stepped up and said, "Well, you know, very politely, but you can't stay in here." You know, you know. He I know he was so sweet. He was, <laughs> he was so sweet, polite and kind, yeah. but he did not let uh, Drake push him around or try to pull one over on him. So, good job, good job, Pierce. Um, but you know, yeah, Sheehan doesn't have an alibi, and his partner Rooker says maybe he'll make one, you know, or, or give him an alibi. Yeah, he was with me. And and then uh, Drake's like, no, 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 you know, that would never get past Bosch. And did you get the feeling that Drake was kind of trying to mastermind this whole thing? Like, he says he'll lock it down, I think, were his sneaky, words. Sneaky, sneaky. Yep. Yeah. He's just got his hands in, and you know, all over the place and trying to, it seems like he's trying to manipulate people. I mean, do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I I think so. Uh, and yeah. even if he's not meaning to, boy, perception is reality, and that is definitely the perception. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're trying to. It, it seems like RHD definitely are still suspects, and they're trying to go through that that list of them. Um, Bosch goes out and meets with Millie Elias. She meets with um, his meeting with Millie. Does anyone want to kind of describe that? It was a little cold, would you say? Hostile. Hostile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she still has her defenses up, her guard up, and she's still, um, like, telling Bosch, do not do not mess with my son. You know, she's making it very clear, you don't cross me, um, which, you know, she's obviously going through a lot. Right. But the, dis- the distrust is, you know, definitely Huge. there. 
Mm-hmm. Now, do you think do you think that some of that defense came down towards the end? Do you think that she believed really Bosch might might really investigate the way he's supposed to? I I couldn't tell. Well, couldn't you kind tell. of see the wheels turning in her head. She's very yeah. you know yeah. expressive, like like with her eyes. And so I did have to wonder, like she's saying all these things to him. She's you know she's being tough, but maybe she's starting to have some faith in him. Uh, but she's well, going to be just some hope. Yeah. 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 Or some hope. Yeah. Um, and then his meeting with Martin, uh, he, his alibi falls through. <laughs> he says yeah, he's at a, a restaurant, restaurant that, that's open. <laughs> and I mean, you don't come on now. Don't use a restaurant as an alibi with Bosch unless you have it locked down because Bosch loves his restaurants. You know, he knows right? all the good places. That's so, true. Yeah, so that was like, no, bad move. You better have a solid restaurant that's functioning and open to the public. Um, but he's also been beaten up. Remember that at the beginning of the episode? Some yeah. guys come to Martin's house. Did we, did we ever find out for sure what that was about? Do we think it was no. possession-related? Or he says it was about a girl, but... Yeah. He says that he's he says that um he was with the hanging out with that girl and her boyfriend or her man found out. So you know how that goes. Yeah, I mean it very very well could be that. I just I don't know if he was telling the truth there or not, but certainly Oh, a, okay. Okay. I mean it could be though. I mean that that could have been what it was about. But it was since it was several guys, I had to wonder did he bring all his friends to <laughs> beat him up to just because of the girl or or was it something else? And and you know, I just didn't know if we anyone found out for sure, but um, yeah, Billets is not pleased when Martin Elias, the son, comes into the police station to change his alibi and make his corrections, and then his face is all beat up, and they're obviously in this, um, you know, there's protests going on outside. There's questionable activity. You know, there's suspects with RHD and police brutality and that whole climate you know and then he walks in with his face beat up and she is not happy about that do you remember that yeah she says yeah. she asks if he's good for the for the um elias murder and Bob uh-huh. says, i hope not and she says well then cut him loose figure it out and cut him loose like yeah let's, get let's him get out of here yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he says his mother sent him um do you think do you think that's true do you think she was trying to make a statement there and send him in looking like that, or do you think he just said that? I don't know. I'm up in the mm-hmm. air on that one myself. Yeah. Who knows? But um, He's a but liar. Yeah. He's a liar, this kid. Well, <laughs> he, has, he, has told, he has clearly told some lies. So, um, yeah, and it's Alex Kaplan, right? It, um, Elias' associate attorney that's always sort of helped him in the past with his legal issues that, that brings him in. So, um, and then let's talk a little bit about Eleanor, what she's got going on. She meets up with special agent Jay Griffin and her handler, Chuck, I believe is his name. And she's really excited about the information that she's gathered, but they don't seem so excited about it, do they? Yeah, it's all a little suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. All a little suspicious. Like it, it was no big deal, and yeah. well, we'll kind of we'll take it, but you know, and then and then the little handshake reinstatement thing at the end to try right. to make her feel better about everything. 
Yeah, oh, go take some personal time. I want to bring up a valid point from last week. Um, we spoke. Yeah. Of, I spoke about how Griffin um, didn't really care about Eleanor and was just kind of more worried about doing his job right. And when she brought the video, he specifically was worried that she risked too much trying to get the video that she shouldn't have, you know, took such a big risk. And even though mm-hmm. it's a big video... So I was like, oh, maybe he does care about her. And he was quick to dismiss her. And, mm-hmm. you know, since we don't know why he was so quick to dismiss her, we don't know who she came across. And, you know, we need to find out more. But maybe Griffin, I mean, I'm not saying I, I like him yet. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is maybe he's not as bad as I originally thought he was with his, you know, face that makes me want to, you know, punch it sometimes. But, um, yeah, I was very it, – it shocked me that he was so, like, worried about her, you know, that he was like, you shouldn't have done this. I feel bad. You, you shouldn't be taking this risk. So – Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like it. I'll yeah. take it. Okay, okay. But they didn't keep her involved with it, and that's what sort of throws me. Is they're like, you yes. know, you might have taken too many risks. Thank you for this information. Now, now you're done. Let's get you reinstated somewhere else. And she really felt. Right. I mean, I think she really felt left out of it, you know, and was was irritated, rightfully so. I mean, I sure. would I would have been frustrated if I had taken those yeah. risks, you know. Put all that work there. into it for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So on the on the other um, hand, with with Eleanor, she's trying to get Maddie, you know, a teenager, eighteen years old now, trying to get her to sign some bank documents, trying to have affairs put in order and stuff, and that she's older now and she needs to be responsible for her finances. So Maddie agrees to come take care of it and sign the papers. Um, so she's spending the night at Eleanor's that evening, and before she goes to bed. Um, she hears from Reggie on Skype and she gets some kind of upsetting information. His passport's been revoked. He's using a friend's computer. I mean, what's up, what's up with that? What is going on with Reggie? And when she talks to Eleanor about it, Eleanor sort of seems surprised, but then it's really hard to read her. I mean, like, again, she's got that poker yeah. face. Does yeah. she know already that his passport's been revoked or, or not? Is she trying to just put up a good, you know, positive front, for Maddie, you know, it's it's really hard to tell, but but Maddie is clearly frustrated, and uh, you know, goes to bed upset that she can't seem to get to the bottom of what's going on with her mom and Reggie. Poor Maddie. Yeah, poor Maddie. So, um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the. I think that's sort of the highlights. We did see a, a, an interesting little uh, like picnic lunch or barbecue lunch with Irving and Walker and the mayor at the mayor's house. The mayor's frustrated that the, the Los Angeles times reporter is hounding him about, you know, that the case is no longer considered looked at as a robbery. Um, and then, so he's trying to figure out how to handle that press. And then it's interesting when Walker and Irving are leaving the lunch, um, Walker brings up Bosch's mom's murder case. To Irving, it's like he can't just stop yeah. talking about it. He brought it up yeah, with Bosch at the fundraiser, and then he brings it up with Irving here. It's like, come on, are you really that interested, or are you really guilty? So, um, to me, that just makes him look more and more guilty. guilty. Too obvious. Guilty. Too obvious. Guilty. guilty. Yeah. Too obvious. Too obviously guilty. It's too obvious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, it's too yeah. obvious. I, I don't know. I don't like him anyway. <laughs> I don't like him anyway. Nope. Now here's here's a question. We could we could save this for the interrogation room, or we could this can sort of lead us into it. Um, what's going on with Jimmy 
talking about applying for a position at another division. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't yeah, like that. Especially because Billets, I mean, she really worked it to get him to change his mind. You yeah, know? yeah. And he was not having any of it. I mean, he was so direct and to the point like, you're going to make that call, right? You're going to make that call. But, wow. Right. Like there's, Ooh. yeah, no other choice. And and is it, is, do you think it's related to Bosch completely or do you think there's other stuff going on? Um, you know, I, I wondered about how much it was Bosch, how much, I mean, this investigation as a whole is so ugly because you're investigating cops. I mean, that's uncomfortable is putting it lightly. Uh, and mm-hmm. the whole thing's kind of messy. Uh, that, it's messy, uh, yep. It, it probably leaves a terrible taste in your mouth that a change in venue when it's done is probably going to do you some good, especially mm-hmm. because now that Hollywood precinct is going to be known for this investigation that I, I wonder yeah. if that's part of it too. Like he needs to get away from that afterwards. I mean, I, and I mean, know. having his, his former partner right in the right. mix of things being a suspect. Right. And I, I do think too, as far as Bosch, I don't think anybody, leading up to this point, ever really thought of, of Bosch as a leader. I think everyone respects him as a good detective. Yes, he has some unorthodox methods, you know, might color outside the lines, but he gets the job done. He's all about justice. You know, he's always boshing. But did, do you think that people, his colleagues ever really thought of him in the role of leading a task force? Do you think maybe that just doesn't sit well with Jimmy? Like, why is this guy in charge? I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, especially because I think, I mean, not that we know a ton about him, but I think he's a good detective. I think he's probably a strong yeah. detective and he's probably just as capable of le- uh, being a leader that there might even be some animosity there. And right. knowing that Bosch is, we keep using the word unorthodox, but I, mm-hmm. I can't think of a better word um, yeah. that. Yeah, that might be a little weird to be reporting to that guy when maybe, Mm -hmm. even though you know he does a good job, maybe you don't 100% trust him like maybe what's – I don't – I'm guessing. Well, yeah. I mean, we're coming off of season three where the the whole Ed Gunn thing where he – the whole time he was thinking Bosch had some hand in maybe what was – you know, what had happened with Ed Gunn. So, yeah, he's definitely bringing some suspicions and trust – issues in there so okay well we'll take we're we're officially in the interrogation room because that's going to be that was my question for you guys did you have anything to weigh in on that one pete um yeah i think if from you know his robinson's perspective you know there was a special task force with these specific group of guys now out of that specific group of guys probably only two of them would have been made head of the task force and that's robinson and bosch and you know mm-hmm. Bosch's history, it's really hard for Bosch to climb in the police department. So I feel like Robinson sees that the next promotion he was looking at would be the unit commander or the, or the, unit, the unit leader of that mm-hmm. unit. That, that, and now, you know, when something like this happens, you know, w- when they have to pick one, if, even if they look at Bosch and Robinson as the same, Bosch already has the experience of being the task leader, so it's probably going to give him a little nudge up. So I feel like Robinson probably did a lot of thinking about it when Bosch was named head of the task force. And as far as his career, he said, listen, you need to make this call. I've, I've thought it all through. Make the call. I'm ready to go because, you know, he says Bosch will be here forever. And, you know, he can't keep working under Bosch when he's, you know, he's one of the senior guys. He could be a leader mm-hmm. in any other unit, I feel. so. Okay. Okay. You know what we forgot to talk about? 
Uh-oh. Remember that last scene of the episode? We talked about Sheehan not having an alibi and not showing up at the station, but oh, yeah. do, do you remember oh, yeah. where he does show up? Yeah. Where yeah. where does he show up, guys? At Bosch's house. Bosch's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, at his house he in the dark. Drunk. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I thought he was was too, and um, yeah, I, but that, and I was wondering, is he like, was he really, was he, had he been drinking, which we know he, he obviously has issues with, you know, but um, he's been drowning his, you know, sorrows and so forth. Did you think in, in that scene, did he seem like deeply troubled to you or extremely guilty or some of both? Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment, probably both, because definitely something is weighing on him. Something is Mm -hmm. bothering him. He certainly looks more than suspicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you don't show up all day and then all of a sudden you're at Bosch's house in the middle of the night. I don't know, buddy. What do you think? And we talked about Maddie staying at Eleanor's that night, and it's a good thing because Bosch pretty much told him he would have been six feet under if he had come and bothered his daughter, you know. If someone had been at the house. So, yeah, it was just anything like that in the dark like that made it extra spooky. And the way he was, he was kind of speaking um, just sort of vaguely. It was, it yeah. was, I mean, were you guys uncomfortable with it? Did you think he might pull a gun on Harry or something? Or did you feel like Harry had control of the situation? You know, at one point, I thought that he might, you know put the gun in his own mouth kind of thing oh, um, gosh, because yeah. of that, mm-hmm. that unstableness, whatever, especially, you know, before they went in the house uh, uh-huh. and he's just sitting there or whatever. And I think it was probably right after when Harry said, you know, give me your peace. And yeah. uh, there was like that moment that I'm like, Oh, the guy's going to pull it out and shoot himself in the head or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, oh, it was, look, it was that'll a, mess up everything. Thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. How about you, Pete? Did that scene make you sort of uncomfortable and didn't know what to expect? Or did you feel like Bosch had it under control? I thought the same thing that Jay did at some point because they kind of gave you the view of like Bosch trying to kind of talk him down. But I felt like um, Frank didn't show up for his for his interview. Right. That's what that's right. why he and I feel like, you know, if he didn't show up for the interview, they would eventually send somebody looking for him. So you know Bosch is the lead on the interview. You might as well go talk mm-hmm. to the guy yourself off the record first to see where you stand. So I don't uh, think it yeah. was the worst mm-hmm. move in the world, but I do mm-hmm. feel like he was he was guilty about something, and yeah. he's had a rough time, and I feel like he just kind of wanted to show Bosch that he's down and out. Maybe Bosch could have a little bit more um, empathy for him. You know, he might have been, you know, like subconsciously sometimes people play that game where they say, you know what, they know they're down and out, and it's a good mm-hmm. move to go there because, you know, hat in hand, and looking like, you know, you're down and you yeah. love trying to, you know, feel the situation out because you don't know what's going to happen. Especially right. the right. whole episode, he's saying, I'm the fall guy. I got no alibi. They're going to blame me. They're going to blame me. So Right. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, you guys um, hit me up with a question for the interrogation room. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. My question is, <clears throat> at this point in everything, do you believe – that Bosch does not believe a police officer is behind this. And the reason why I'm asking this, so it's kind of, I guess, a two-part question, because maybe I'm overthinking it. But Bosch, we all know Bosch is like his own man 
And even as part of a task force or a team, he's still kind of going to do his own thing and he's going to do things the way that he wants to. And in Mm -hmm. my mind, he's taking it very easy on these police officers, especially talking about the guy here at the house. Like Harry should have punched him in the face, no matter Mm -hmm. what. Like he's just, (laughs) he should have been that angry, but Mm -hmm. he's taking it easy on him. And He's not handling the interviews. He's handed them off to everybody else. I mean, even Pierce is doing interviews and stuff. And for me, felt like mm-hmm. he must not believe any of these people are involved because otherwise he would be in, the inter- in, in those interrogation rooms. Am I wrong? Am I overlooking this? What do you think? Well, the only thing I think is, and it's not like any sort of scientific decision or you know conclusion but Bosch is always looking for like he doesn't go the easy route you know he's gonna right he's gonna check off alibis and things like that but I think he just has such a history of it being you know not what you not the easy route you know it's it right if it looks like if it you know just makes you know people are assuming it was you know, RHD based on the other case and the history with Elias. I I think Bosch is hesitant to go with an with an option that just seems too easy. Does right. that make any sense? I mean, yeah, it's hard, no it's hard for me to put it in words, but I think yeah. he's always looking at other possibilities, and he just he's not going to just go down one avenue, the most obvious. He'll clear it, but he's just always scoping right. out other possibilities. Okay. So, okay. how about you, Pete? Um, I feel that he's he. It's it's a big. It's, it's all the interviews that they're originally doing. I feel are pre- preliminary interviews. So, mm-hmm. if there's any, you know, after everybody gives their story, Bosch is reading up on it and he's following up on that. So, I believe that if they ever go to a trail where they could connect a piece or two a little bit further down the road. He mm-hmm. would be directly involved. Now, I don't know if that's the case and why he went to go talk to Martin directly mm-hmm. or if, you know, he just went because it's, you know, it's the, it's the immediate family. And, you know, I also feel that Bosch um, doesn't exactly want to sit there and interrogate these officers who either don't like him or don't know if they can trust him or not. And I feel like, I you know, having these, yeah, having, yeah, mm-hmm. having these other guys do the interviews, they're not going to sit there and think Bosch is attacking them and it's not going to make them, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like they would be more um, standoffish listening to Bosch to answer Bosch's questions compared to like Pierce or, you know, okay. to these guys. Yeah. You know, it, it's easier. So that's why I think he's he's also doing that. I think he's he's playing it right, if you ask me. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. And do you have a question for us for the interrogation room, Officer Pete? Yes. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a really good question or if this <laughs> is going to be a horrible question because I, I, I really – I was thinking about this. So – each week, I feel like we learn a little bit more about Elias and a little bit more about Black Guardian. Now, mm-hmm. I find myself a little bit more interested in the Black Guardian case. However, mm-hmm. that case has already been processed, and they've already come up with a verdict, and it supposedly has already been solved. Now, is, is, do you feel that um, we're watching two, two um, investigations unfold, kind of, for, the, for this season? And do you think that these crimes are related or do you think they're totally not related and they just kind of, you know, bringing us to one, you know, they, they keep showing it just to, you know, to give us more of like the cop feeling and get to see other characters out of their, you know, element or is this, are these crimes related or not? What's your opinion? 
I think it's, I mean, I think they're giving us strong evidence that even though the officers were cleared, you know, with IA for the, for the Black Guardian case, the fact that Elias was taking it to trial and not settling it, um, that raises suspicion of it not being totally cleared, you know, that they're, they're, you know, it raises doubts. Um, and, and just some of the suspicious activity with, with Drake saying he's going to lock it down, their alibis for this case. And then when he's talking privately to Sheehan down by the river, at one point I wasn't even really sure if he was talking about the Elias murder case or the Black Guardian case. It was just really kind of cryptic. And so I think there's just a lot of stuff like that that makes me feel like even though from the police side Black Guardian was put to rest, it no one's acting like it's really at rest. Every, everyone's acting like there's something we don't know about it still. Something's being hidden or there, there's more to it. It's not just cut and dry. Um, so yeah, I do kind of think we have – whether they're related or not. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're related, but I do think we still have two things being investigated, whether that's you know Black Guardian being – you know, brought back up again, I, I, it still doesn't seem resolved to me as a viewer. All right, well, let me just ask you this then. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Jay has to answer this part of the question too because I just thought of it. So <laughs> do you think that the person who murdered Elias was doing a revenge or has to do with the Black Guardian case, or do you think it's somebody totally separate that just didn't like Elias for whatever reason they had? I don't think we have enough information. I think we have a lot of doubts. And it's there's a lot of suspicions related to Black Guardian. It, you know, it's it's a likely possibility. You know, I'm not I'm not convinced it's not involved, but I don't think we have enough evidence to to assume that it is either. I it's agree. I was just curious early. to hear you guys' opinions. Yeah, no, I just wanted to know your opinions, like you know, so yeah. early in the season to see how it yeah. unfolds. You know. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever as it seems in Bosch, and that's my answer. Plain and simple. You never <laughs> know. Yeah. I like I it, mean, and that's why I say the Bradley Walker thing is too obvious. So I don't know. Keep your eye open, people. Just saying. Yeah. I know. I agree. All right. Next segment, persons of interest. Again, these are not necessarily suspects, just people that we are particularly interested in for this episode. Who wants to go first? I'm going to go first. I'm going first, darn it. All right, gonna, hit me up. I'm going to I'm going to pick a character that I I believe neither of you would would pick. And I'm going to go with okay. Maddie. I'm going with Maddie right. Bosch. Okay. And I'm going with her for a couple of reasons. Um we we see this poor girl confused and frustrated and She's an adult now. She wants to be kind of in the loop. She feels like she could be trusted. And she sees a lot of stuff going on, both with dad and both with mom, that I I, I almost worry for her um, in that you got Reggie with the mysterious phone call. Things don't make sense. Mom that won't give any real answers or straight answers. Straight and answers, yeah. Dad who's all over social media because of stuff. And Maddie's herself, she's a, she's a warrior herself. She's someone that mm-hmm. uh, is trying to take care of everyone um, besides herself. And so yeah. I wonder 
when all this kind of comes to a head and how she mm-hmm. handles it, especially because, you know, when when you're young and you've kind of maybe you don't think you know the world, but you think you know the world. And so what might she do to affect either one of them and how will that go and what will we see from her? And I just kind of worry about her. So she's my okay. person of interest. So you, it sounds like you kind of feel like there's um, trouble brewing, like sort of like yeah. it's almost like a volcano or something like all these, yeah. she's dealing with she, all these things. Yeah. She is. I mean, once. she has yeah. to pop, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah, she's an adult, but she's a brand new adult and she's got parents with crazy lives that at some point it's going to come to a head and will she break down? Will mm-hmm. she shut up? Will she run away? Will she do something <laughs> silly? I mean, you know, you just don't know. Well, and so a, I, I worry for her. That's a good point too, that she is a brand new adult, but she's almost being thrown. Her mom's kind of throwing into her adulthood, sign yeah. these documents. You need to be right. responsible for your finances. You know, it's like, can we just slow down a little bit? You know? And how many, how many times did she ask her mom, like, where are you going to be? Where are you going? And yeah. but it's just avoid the question. And also, the question. <laughs> and also, which document is this? Is this the bank one? So, <laughs> right. You know, she, right. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, that's a, it's a lot that they gone at once. Well, I'm going to go with Pierce for my person of interest. I just think our um, our detective Pierce is really stepping up, and I just think he we're really seeing a lot of growth from him, and it was very evident. In this episode, I loved seeing him just smoothly handle the issue issue with Drake trying to sneak in and uh, poke around the task force room. And um, he was very um, strong in his interrogation with um, who did he have? Did he have Fix or Pipes? I think he had Detective Fix. I might be wrong on that. But, you know, he handled it solidly, you know, and he's just um, he's. He's working with the big dogs, and I mean these RHD are the are the elite group, you know, and he's totally holding his own with interrogating them and investigating them, and um, so I just think it's been fun to watch him uh, sort of come into his own. Good choice. As a detective, I like it. So, all right, Pete. Okay, well, I think we could all agree that the hardest part of this um, segment is coming up with answers that you guys haven't. Because (laughs) I end up writing up three of them each episode, just in case. I always have, you know, one in the hole. So um, I'm going to go with the most obvious one because you guys haven't. I felt like Drake, Drake, he popped up a lot. A lot of people have a history with him. He interacted with Pierce. He interacted with Robinson. Um, He was talking to Frank, and um, I feel like, you know, he, and he was. I mean, I know we. It's only this episode, but I feel like he's been building little by little. And this episode, they gave us a little bit more, a little bit more meat about him. So I'm yeah. very curious because, you know, um, also the one of the pieces was um, Howard and Drake have a past. They were talking about. Yeah. So I believe that, um, and he was. You know, I feel like that was a big part of. You know, he has a past with a with Elias, so now it, it brings. Yeah, Millie, his his yeah, his widow calls him out specifically names him when she's talking to Bosch. You're right. That they yeah, had a so I, contentious past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he refused to file, that um that he was mad because Howard refused to file a case, they were saying. So that he had him, like, pulled over. So then, yeah, it was, I mean, you obviously watched the episode, people, so you know exactly where this went. I don't want to make <laughs> a, a short story long, even though I love to do that. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Drake. I want to yeah. find out more about the Drake because, you know, I, apparently everybody loves the Drake, but I don't know if I do. <laughs> There's Yeah, we... 
he's got his hands all over this case, whether it's legit or not. He's, his name keeps popping up. So that's a good one. Good one, Officer Pete. All right, let's nope. hit up our, our evidence locker. Did we did we get any um, new clues this week? I mean, mostly it was about clearing alibis. You know, Martin goofed up his alibi, but then he ended up telling the truth. Frankie doesn't have one. Fix and Pipes gave theirs. Um, uh, Drake, I think, said that he was with his grandson, watching his grandson play basketball or something. So they're kind of like going through their checklist. Um, anything else that you guys can think of? I, yeah, I didn't feel like this was a evidence-laden episode. This, for me, mm-hmm. was more suspicion and some of the taking care of alibi things, taking away suspicion, I guess. Okay. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like there was anything for me anyway that said, Oh, that's a definitive clue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of how I, I was point of view. I was coming from too. Anything you thought of Pete, as far as evidence or clearing someone um, that we didn't I, mention? Yeah. No, I feel like we just got a few more suspects that like, like I said, after the, you know, as you're watching it, there's, you know, the preliminary interviews, a lot of people are cleared instantly. And I think we see that, like, you know, I, I felt like the, the Drake and Howard um, having a pass was a, was a little um, little side note to keep, uh, to keep in mind. I felt like the Frank um, not having an alibi was something to keep in mind. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, moving parts. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't, like, but I agree. We really get a lot of evidence as far as, you know, the actual crime. We kind of mm-hmm. just got more of um, the, the, the outside of it, you know. Okay, it's time for the debrief on the Everybody Counts podcast. Tonight we have a special treat. We have Dewan Johnson, who plays Detective Rondell Pierce. So before we get to all the fun, we just want to remind you, there's a spoiler alert. We could talk about any part of Season 4 during our debrief segments. So if you have not finished watching the season and want to avoid any spoilers, then you may want to skip this part of the podcast and come back and enjoy it later. Here we go. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited. I'm Heck so yeah. happy and so honored to be here. So, how, are you back from Canada? I'm back. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Los Angeles now. So I, I'm here. Okay. All right. He's back. Well, I think you're pretty familiar with the podcast. You're so good about chatting with us on social media. But we we named it Everybody Counts Podcast because of the famous Terry Bosch quote: um, "Everybody yeah. counts mm-hmm. or nobody counts." So we thought that was a a good nod to the the whole Bosch universe. All right. Well, we're going to jump in with some questions for you. Pick your brain a little bit. So first we have to ask, do you really like those scrambles that I put on Twitter or do you just like watching Sharon solve them? I am first of all, so (laughs) thankful that there is a Sharon in the world. (laughs) We are too. (laughs) You know, the, the real thing, I do like the scrambles, but I, I, Sharon gets them before me, and I'm so uh, – it takes me a while. I'm, like, sitting there trying to piece together with the post-it <laughs> notes and move it around. And so I'm just not as fast as everybody else is. And so I feel kind of like, you know, I just, I just throw my hands up because <laughs> everybody else gets it first. <laughs> do not, Sorry, do not feel me bad. Too. Yeah, don't feel – she blows everybody away. So, yeah, I'm like <laughs> – 
think how I must feel when I'm trying to, to chat, do it, put a challenge out there. And she's just like, easy peasy, you know, so I got, I got up my game. But it's like the, the scrambles are also there's four seasons plus probably you're doing books and everything of material. Yeah, it might it might be easier it might be easier to say this scramble comes out of episode three or episode four. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so like, yeah, okay, cool. yeah. Narrow it down. Yeah. Narrow the focus and, just a little and, bit. <laughs> just a little bit instead of like it's so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is. A, it is a broad uh, range of material to choose from. Well, I, and we didn't actually introduce ourselves very well either. I'm Tracy, and Jay is here with me. Um, and Pete, uh, I think you've interacted with him on Twitter some too. So the three of us make up the Everybody Counts podcast, and uh, it gets a little rowdy sometimes. Sometimes we agree, and sometimes. We we don't, but um, everybody. Hold on, Tracy, Tracy, yeah. Tracy, Tracy. Yeah. You that's oh, not my name. That's not my name. Oh, not my name. oh yeah, we have nicknames <laughs> in this show. I'm, I'm not Jay. Oh. I'm I'm oh, Wellerby yeah. Titus the third. I'm Wellerby Titus. III. <laughs> He's trying yeah, to go by Wellerby <laughs> Titus the third. It's an effort, and so he gets okay. a little miff if I just call him Jay. Right. Okay. So, so, so not Jay. So not I'm gonna call it not Jay. How's the Weller? Well, ever be tight, it's going for you. How's that, how's that working out? Yeah, how's that it's working good, out, Jay? It's a great name, isn't it? I mean, it's a good it's name. A great name. <laughs> right, see? It, it sort see? of rolls off the tongue after, after several <laughs> syllables. Right. It takes a while. And, and Pete, he keeps it. We, sometimes we call him Pete from the street, but on here he's Officer Pete. He just keeps it pretty, pretty you know, simple, straightforward, Officer Pete. And he, he's really great. We have a, a segment called the um, Interrogation Room where we interrogate each other with some questions and uh, Pete's on it. So I'm the only one oh. who doesn't have a nickname and so oh, far so good. That's kind of weird. I, I know, it could, but it could go Cause bad. Because she's the boss. So. Cause she's the yeah, boss. I, that's what boss. I told him. Yeah. yeah, I told him my nickname should just be boss. So we'll, we'll oh, see if that. Or maybe we can, we can call you like Lieutenant Trey. Like, you know, or. Oh, there you go. There you go. Ooh, I like you know. it. I'm digging that. I like it. You know? I do. All it's right, Pete, what do you, Officer Pete, what do you have for Dewan? All right, so listen, you're really great <laughs> with the fans, and it means so much to me, and it means so much to everybody else out there. What I want to know is what inspires you, what makes you take the time to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go on you know, social media, and I'm going to interact with some fans. Like, what gives you the, the inspiration to do that? I'm really curious. You know, it's really simple. It's really, for me, that I am just so – excited about playing peers and so excited about what I get to do. I, I, I basically get to dress up and play pretend and people <laughs> love it. And so, yeah, we do. you know, I get to, in, in awesome suits and, you know, I know we're going to get into this later. So I'm just going to, I'm going to preemptive strike this, my merch. I get to get all that <laughs> stuff. And, 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 and people are really excited. So it, it's kind of like the little kid in me is so excited to interact with people. And I've always been taught that, you know, like when people talk to you, interact back with them. And so everybody's always so gracious and so wonderful on, on online. So I enjoy it. I, I know a lot of people don't enjoy awesome. social media, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it. And I, it's so interesting that people are like digging it and I get to do this. So that's, that's where that comes from to be, to be honest. And I know I'm supposed to be cooler about it. Like, you know, it's just what we do. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm so grateful and giddy all the time that I get to do this. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh, well, it's it's awesome, and it it show, your enthusiasm shows, and people love it. I mean, we're enthusiastic about the show, so yeah. to see you be enthusiastic with us is just icing on the cake. 
So that's great. Fantastic. Yes. And officer, Thank you. if you think about it, I was an officer too, you know, in, in, in the first, in the first couple of seasons. Right. So yeah. I, I, I think we're kindred spirits, man. I get you. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> a good point. Yes. Yes. That's a really good point. All right. I think Jay has a, has one for you. And let's talk about Pierce for a second, because, yeah. you know, if we try to get in his head, he seems like he's almost like the star student, whereas Bosch and sometimes Jimmy can be, well, let's say unorthodox, but even still Pierce seems like he really respects and trusts them. How, how does that work? How do you make that work? You know, I, I, I think he is the star student. I think I am. I, uh, I, I, I like to think that Pierce is one of the one of, or if not the moral compass of the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm always kind of like, Hey, did we do that by the book or, you know, <laughs> how do we do this? And I, I, I think, I definitely believe in the slogan "Protect and Serve," and I, uh, from mm-hmm. afar, before it happened, um, before I really got into you know being a detective, I got to look at them, and I think I thought I think I looked up to them. I think Bosch has been helping me out and been putting in mm-hmm. good words for right. me since you know season one, and so he's had my back, and so I always want to have his back. But I think now that I'm really in it and seeing and working with him, I'm seeing that you can fudge the lines a little bit, and I don't know if mm-hmm. Pierce likes it too much. You know, okay. so I, yeah. think, right. I, I think I think that's awesome. But I think with Jimmy, it's he is one. First of all, off scene, he's amazing. That's first of all. But 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 Pierce and Jimmy, I think it's like here's this new guy, this new detective who looking up to this this, this uh, vet, you know, the veteran detective detective, and he has all the answers. He's so cool. But I think one of the things you do see this season, uh, season four, is Pierce is getting his own footing. You know, yeah. and he stands up a little sure. bit, and instead of instead of that dynamic of please show me Yoda, mm-hmm. the master, Luke Skywalker, um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more like we're on the same level kind of Jedi. And I think I I, I really pushed for that in Pierce this year, meaning in myself. I didn't. I know. Yeah. The writers, yeah. they're going to do what they want. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of leads me into into my next question. That 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 says a lot because. I was going to say Pierce is taking a very active role in the Elias murder investigation, you know, even taking charge at times. So what I wanted to know is this confidence, is it just, is it coming mostly from growing experience, experience, you know, having more experience now and either way, does he feel as confident as he looks to us, um, to the viewers? Is, is, does he feel that confidence or what do yes. you think? I think that's a great. I think that's a great point. I think one of the big things to remember about Pierce is Pierce is not new to the force. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the right. thing that I wanted to make sure. Yes, I was new to being a detective, and mm-hmm. there's things I didn't know. But I, this season, I really wanted to be like, all right, cool. We we got the lay of this. You know, it's a, he's a quick study. He's a quick study, and yeah. you know, so I wanted to bring that to him and let him settle a lot more instead of like, I mean, you don't want to see two seasons of the same guy. So I was thinking that he is more confident. He has been working with, you know, uh, um, with uh, Jimmy for a little bit and Bosch, you know, for a little bit on this level. And they are mm-hmm. tossing the ball to him a lot more. So it's time to mm-hmm. step up or step out. Step up or step out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good. I like Very it. Very good. I would like you it. Say, would, would you say that Pierce has – a secret weapon or what might be his secret weapon? What gives him an edge maybe over the other detectives? What makes him different? 
you know, I know you, I know, uh, um, Officer Pete, you want me to say the Merc. I know you want me to say that's a secret <laughs> weapon because, because nobody really knows what's in the Merc, right? Like, that's right. <laughs> but that's totally right. I, I think his secret weapon, honestly, is one, like I said a little bit earlier, um, really wanting to uh, protect and serve, really that part, right? But mm-hmm. more than anything, he's like a dog with a bone. And, okay. and, and, and really just looking at this from all angles and things need to make perfect sense to him. And so he just keeps going until all the pieces really kind of fit in and make sense. Sure. So I think that's my sure. secret weapon. If anything, okay. I'm just like, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just like uh, cut corners on this. I'm really yeah. gonna make this make sense and go buy the book for that. Do you think that because do you think it's fair to say that he doesn't have maybe as much baggage as some of the other veteran detectives and that allows him to be more, the dog with a bone kind of thing. Does that, I do you think, think that helps? For, yeah, okay. I think absolutely. Especially since what we know, what we know appears up to this point, you know, we don't mm-hmm. have a lot of backstory. We don't have right. a lot of, you know, you know, you know, he's married. You don't know mm-hmm. anything else aside from that. Uh, but yes, I definitely think that is something that we can play. It's lighter. He's not as heavy as like Jimmy, not making mm-hmm. it to RHD sure. or Bosch, sure. you know, definitely. Do, it's not as weighted. It's like, cool, I'll do this. Or, you know, or, yeah. uh, um, or Jamie, gosh, I was going to say Jamie Hector. That's his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a partner. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. All right. How well, does Pierce cope with all the teasing and ribbon he gets from the veteran detectives about being the new guy and how long before he's not considered the new guy? It's endearing. It's a little bit endearing, and uh, I, I have to say, it's uh, w- one of the behind-the-scenes things. That, it's funny. It's so interesting, guys. I got to tell you, it must be something about my face. <laughs> it must be something about my face that I get razzed on Twitter from you guys, right? Like it just, it just it automatically yeah. just like yeah. bleeds over. <laughs> and I get I, I get razzed on set as Pierce, you know, but I also get just razzed as Dewan, and I'm like, what is this, what is going on? I think you know? I think it's because you're such a good sport. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's all good. You know, it's the best when they're not. Nobody is being malicious, and I think it, you know, you definitely have to laugh at yourself. Again, we're making movies here, right? We're not. Yeah. Like, as, as Ava DuVray says, we're not splitting the atom. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's totally fun. But I think um, I think going back to one of your earlier questions, I think that's one of the big reasons why Pierce steps up, you know what I mean, and, and kind of okay. transforms because if he's going to have all this razzing, like, it's okay, but let's make sure that my game, and make sure, like, that isn't what they're picking at. They're picking right. at the Merce or they're picking at something else, right. not the way yeah. I do business because I, 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 that is solid, you know. Well, I'm going to throw a question in here um, that that we didn't have prepared, but I'm curious. I know you guys have some technical advisors. I think Tim and Mitzi, is that right? Mitzi, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been your interaction um, with them, and how has that helped you in your role? You know, I've had interaction with them since season one, right? Okay. And they are uh, super fantastic from that. From They're always on set, and I'll never forget uh-huh. about Tim. For my pilot, from the pilot, or was it episode one or two? Gosh, I'm, I'm blanking. Not the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one, like episode two or three, when we did the stop, the stop uh, with the killer. Yes. He had the van. Yep. He had the, yeah. Um, and just that stop when I'm pulling over. And we shot that twice. I don't know if you guys know that, right? We no. shot that. We actually shot that scene when, um, what's his name that gets pulled over? I know it's Jason in real life. but Oh, Raynard um, Waits. Raynard Waits. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I was like, what's his name again? Um. Uh, <laughs> 
So, right, because I know him in person. I mean, right. in real life. Uh, so he, um, we shot that. We shot that scene, that whole scene, big uh, at the beginning of the season, I think, uh, when we started shooting. And then we had to come back to it at the end of the oh. season. And we reshot that whole thing. Uh, and I believe because they wanted it, since it was setting up the whole entire season, Instead of the okay. entire season, they wanted it to be bigger. Wanted it to be more like ah. um, um, just more climax, climax in there. Like you know, this is setting yeah. it all up. Like what's happening? So uh, we had to reshoot that whole thing again. But um, okay. Tim and Missy, they were there, and they were showing me how to hold a gun. It was like 3 a.m. and out in the morning. <laughs> I'll never forget like pulling a gun and how do you walk up to a car? How do you right. like look in, check the mirror, and all that stuff. And all while I'm also giving, uh, you know, commands, you know, sure. like, get out yeah. of the car and doing yeah. that. And so I just remember, I was like, just tell me what to do. I'll get uh-huh. it. And we'll go. You don't have to give me the backstory on it because they were, I just wanted to get it, you know, at yeah. 3 a.m. Your crew's tired and everything like that. But they have been really instrumental and in actually even helping Pierce when he turned into a detective. Because awesome. I'm like, what would you be thinking here? What would you be doing? And they're like, great, this is what you would probably be doing. You'd glove okay. up here. You, you know, you put these gloves on. You wouldn't be without your gun because you're a new guy. Just all these little these little tips helped influence yeah. me. Definitely from season three. Um, and definitely season three when I was just coming on as a detective. So right. love those two. Awesome. Awesome. That's really cool. That's, and very insightful too. It's just I, all those details I would certainly never think about. And then, like you say, having to put them all together and give your lines at the same time—that's uh, right. That's, that's a mm. lot. Well, it's I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> Jay's got a game. We do. We typically do a game with our um, with our interviews, and it's it's right. fun. It's lighthearted. There are no wrong answers. It's not a scramble. There is there's not a, there's not a single answer. So any answer is good. It's just to have fun. And so I'm going to let um, Jay kind of set that up for you, and uh, then we'll get started. Yeah, no pressure. Right. No pressure. No pressure. So, Guys, I'm so here's the situation. You're saying no pressure. Good. You're saying no pressure. Yeah. So I think there is pressure. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm saying it. That's exactly why I'm saying it. they don't they don't call me Welliver B. Titus the Third for nothing. Come on. <laughs> uh, Officer B, I might need your help. <laughs> That's right. I don't think it's a well of a right, <laughs> right. Uh, here's a, here, here's the scenario. You're going to answer these questions as you, Dewan, not your okay. character, just you. Got it. But your answers are all character choices. So you're not going to pick the actors. You're going to pick the characters. So again, no pressure. Ooh. There's no right or wrong answer. But we're all okay. listening. Okay. And feel free so to you elaborate. Yeah, I'll go. For, I have the first one. If you, you can give us your answer. If you want to tell us why you picked that, that's fine. We'd love to hear. Um, okay. So here's the situation. You're hungry and you're feeling adventurous. You're going to demand someone go grab Carrie out for you. Do you send Robertson, Bosch, or Jay Edgar? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would send Bosch. Okay. Oh. You are there. You know why I would? I am there. You know why I would send Bosch because I it would it would be my only time to be in power. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. To be able to demand something of Bosch. That's cool. I love right. it. You know what I mean? Because he's always you know. Anyway, so I think that yep. would be kind of great. You got you got to take advantage of those moments. I hear you. You got to take advantage. <laughs> All right. What do All you right. Pete? It's Halloween. Who would be the who would give out the best candy to the kids? Lieutenant Billets, Matty Bosch, or Jay Agar? 
Oh, okay. So I answer as the one as a character, and then but it reflects that. I would say Jay Edgar because he's so great with kids, and he, you know, mm-hmm. even Offset as 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 Jamie, he's fantastic and phenomenal, you know, with kids and easy to talk to. So yeah, him. So he might give out the full size candy bars. Yeah, that's yeah, what easily, I'm looking for. Easily, you know. Easily, he's, okay. He's the kind of guy that would like like rent the candy store for the kids. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. yeah, I, I, I have I have a deep affection for 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 uh, Jerry for Jerry. Sorry for Jamie. <laughs> That's confusing. But I know. Nice. I know. Yeah, it's not confusing at all. No, don't worry. Too, about so it. many J's, you know. So many right. J's. So many J's. Speaking of J, which one do you have? Yeah. All right. So imagine we've fast forward a couple years in the future. Bosch has had its run of you know thirteen seasons. It's finally over, yeah. and you, sir, <laughs> are on your way to your next audition, whatever it may be. Now, the problem is there's so much traffic, you're about to be late. But you get to ask for a police escort, someone that will get you there on time. Who are you going to escort you? Is it going to be Bosch, Robertson, or Jay Edgar? Jimmy. 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 All right. It would be Jimmy, I think, because, you know, he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's kind of old school answer. like that. He's like, yeah, let's put yeah. this on. Let's go. You know what I mean? Bosh yep. should be like, I'm not. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Very true. You know. So good definitely. answer. I like it. See, you did well. That wasn't hard, right? Yeah, see, no oh, pressure. Told no, you. Pr- no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Guys, there was there's sweat stains going down my my my, my, my arms. <laughs> you handled it really, really well, and uh, this has been a lot of fun. And you're welcome back anytime. Um, anytime. You say the word. We we'd love to have you back, and uh, I just do some boshing. I just want to make sure, make sure we say from the cast and from everybody. That we are, we feel so humbled and so lucky that you, uh, we have fans like you all that are keeping the Aww. show going. So, so thank you all for oh, you know, doing a, doing podcasts and doing all, you know, interacting on Twitter and just being wonderful to all of us. So I know I speak for everybody when I say keep it up. <laughs> you are so welcome, and we just couldn't be more yeah. excited that we already know there's a season five. That's just Ooh, for like real, fantastic. Yes. So, yes. all right. Well, thank you. Well, Thank you again. You're and, awesome, uh, man. Appreciate your time. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. And you, um, I, I, I'm not going to be upset if you, you know, <laughs> po- post on Twitter that your name is, you know, Lieutenant or Captain Trey. Okay. Just going to say. Okay. Okay. It out uh, I'm, <laughs> he just like promoted you to captain already. I know, Dang. I know captain. See? I, she's I, over I, me. Said boss lady. All right, let's end this interview. Get him out of here before he promotes you again. Jeez, the way. It's a done deal. (laughs) Have a great one. I got to go do some detective work or something else, all right? All righty. Take care, man. Thanks. Bye. See y'all soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was fun. What a nice fella. Just as nice in real life. What do you know? Even nicer, I think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, um, last thing we usually talk about is our tip line where uh, listeners can send thoughts or questions. Um, we usually hear from at Sister Teacher on Twitter. And um, you can email us at um, Bosch 
at so many shows.com. And she sent us an email with um, highlighted a couple of things. And uh, one of the things is what Pete brought up about Drake um, just popping up everywhere in the episode, his name or him or himself physically, you know, popping up in different situations and how much suspicion is growing around him and how we don't quite know what to, what to make of him. Um, so she was, um, Along the same train of thought with you there, Pete. And she also brought up, I think it was probably towards the end of, beginning of the episode, where um, J. Edgar's uh, getting ready to go back, and uh, he's cleaning his gun. Was that this episode? Do I have that right? Yeah. Yep. When and he was yep. shooting the target practice? Not the yeah. shooting, but when he's like, or maybe it was both. I don't know, but he was when he was cleaning he, he his cleaned gun. He cleaned the gun he, before shooting practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he had kind of a hard time, you know, with some of the physical stuff with it. And, um, you know, so that's still we're, we're reminded that he's not mm-hmm. completely physically recuperated and that you can just see a sort of weighing on him, you know, that he doesn't like feeling that struggle. But um, one thing that uh, so she brought that up and it also reminds me that in the episode, he I think he made sort of a big mistake when he does not tell Latanya who was on that phone call. Remember, he spent the day with the boys at the police barbecue or something Mm -hmm. and then they all met up as a family back at her house and they're talking and you know laughing and he gets a phone call it's billets and he tells her that um it's just billets is just making sure he's ready to officially come into work and um but really it was billets saying irving wants him on the task force so i don't know man i'm hiding i mean I was glad to hear he's going to be on the task force, but he was not straight up with LaTanya, and that's obviously um, been an issue. So makes me nervous. So, mm-hmm. mur, mur. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely can like we, the idea, idea of him being on the task force, though, for sure. Can, can we talk about the saddest part of the episode, which is there was no Korean town killer sighting? I did not see one. Did you guys? Oh. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't. I don't wasn't. think so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I can't watch anything with Koreatown Killer without thinking about you, Pete. And I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I was about to say thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most no. creepiest guy on any show ever. And I know. Me with him. You know? I know. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yes, definitely. So I suspect he will pop up again because that, that is not resolved. So, all right. Well, thanks for uh, breaking down episode three with me, guys. And it was definitely fun hearing from Dewan Johnson. Are you Johnson. always you're always trying to get avoid the question because it's just too hard for you, Tracy? Huh? Oh gosh, do you have a trivia question tonight? Is this a week? I have a trivia question every night because I started it and I said I'm going to do it every week. So now I got to do it even if I want to mm. do it or not. So yes, it's hard to find the hard trivia question. Okay. Well, good. Look, Jay's going to get it too then. All right. Well, it's a good thing. Well. What I did was I was smart. I made like um, three what I felt were difficult questions, and one's harder than the other. So let's see how you guys do. The first okay. question is, what was the date when Howard Elias was murdered? Oh, shoot. It was a Friday. I'm going to give you a clue. When <sighs> Pierce is looking at it, or I think it was Pierce looking at the camera when he's like, whose hand is that? Um, and then we look at the footage. It's all time stamped on the top of the camera, and it was on the screen for a good like thirty to thirty to forty-five seconds. Pete, do you know that I have to wear glasses when I watch TV? How am I going to read the time stamp? 
<laughs> well, I watched it four times looking for questions. So, Jay, do you have a guess here? I, dude, I have no idea. I have no. I'm trying clue. to think what the. You can't really tell the weather because Los Angeles, it's always just sort of nice weather. I don't think it's around the holidays. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna guess that it's maybe around current time. Maybe it's. Was it April 21st? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make it well, for it was you guys. a Friday. I can tell you the that. The second much. question was going to be what time, and the third question was going to be what platform. So I'm just going to answer the questions for you all now. It was 9.57 p.m. on March 24th, 2017 on Platform 1. A new Platform oh. 1. I did know that one, but so I did I wasn't not know the other one. I wasn't even in the right year. Good grief. But, but I was April. April's close. Yeah, a year later. <laughs> and it, I know it was a Friday because every episode is a new day so far. So this episode is on Sunday. This is Jay's fault because Jay answered my first question, which I thought was going to be really hard. In like two seconds, I had to step up my game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, those you're, you're, you've stepped up your game. It's official. That That's a tough one. So well Sorry, done, Officer Pete. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. you got to try to keep me on my toes. That just means I have to work harder and – Pay even more attention, so I'm up to the challenge. Keep them coming. Yeah. How about that? We'll do. We'll do. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to talk about episode four. Number four. Be there. <laughs> That's right. All right. I will. I think well, we're out for, out for tonight. Bye, everybody. A pleasure, guys. See ya. Like Jagger on the task force, and we're going to talk about that because Team Jagger, you know what I mean? Yep, we're on it. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Good night.